Alright, man, you already know what the fuck going on. It's the Garcia Speaks Podcast. I'm back. I'm your boy, Garcia the Clown. It's been a while. It's actually been two years. Um, For a lot of people, if you don't know, I used to be the host of the Chicago K-Pop Podcast over on BrosenLine.com. And for a quick stint, I was also the uh, host of the Kage Summit Podcast from like episode 20 or so to like 36 was the final episode. Before that, it was a bunch of slew of people, but I took over and then I f- finished it. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Got a little bit of fleam in my throat for some odd reason. I don't know why I randomly got it. Anyway, you already know what the hell going on. Another podcast. More trash production. I promise you this production will not be great. <laughs> I'm still using Audacity. I have a better computer, though. I have a better computer than the one I was using. The ones I was using back in the day. Um, the mic could be better, but I still got this Logitech. You know, the $36 one. With the long-ass cord and all that. The black one. <laughs> the handy-dandy black one. But yeah, man. It's the Garcia Speaks Podcast. The difference between this podcast and the last two is that I'm talking about an array. Array? An array? English speaker, please. Of topics compared to those. On Chicago K-pop, I just talked about K-pop. You know, Korean hip-hop, Korean pop, Korean R&B, Korean indie music, all that. Kyrie Summit was just anime. Here, we're talking about anime. We're talking about music from Korea, Japan. I've been listening to a lot of Filipino and, and Thai music lately. We're listening to American music. You know, Tyler dropped Igor last year. Still listen to it to this day. It's fire. It's really good, especially Puppet. I think Puppet is the best song on the album. No skips. Great album. Um, we're talking about anime, comics, American comics. Maybe some Korean comics. I don't know. I'm talking about politics. TV shows, all types of shit, shit's going on in my life, and you know, before we start the podcast, I gotta say, R.I.P. Yankee with no brim, it was a funny meme, came out of nowhere, just abruptly, was on the timeline, it was funny, and then that white woman made that weird ass TikTok, (sighs) and then Yankee with no brim died, you know, it was, it was a weird, it's one of those things where you laughed at it, and you didn't know why it was funny, but the shit was fucking hilarious. But R.I.P. Yankee with no brim. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> so yeah, you, you can expect shit quality from this podcast. Uh, I don't expect to make any money off of it. Um, and, you know, you know, it's just top of the line bullshit. You know, it's just me talking my shit. But instead of it being about K-pop and pissing off K-pop fans, still fuck them. We're talking about a slew of things. You know, wrestling, life, shit like that. So... I think I'm going to do the live segment of the podcast first, because a lot of has changed since, you know, the Child K-Pop podcast, podcast, the last episode came out February 2018, it was about Red Velvet, it got like 2,000 views, just from the site, just from blurredsonline.com alone, it was 2,000 views, they got like a lot of other views, other places, but that was the last one, and it's been two years, two years and some, some months to be exact. And the reason why I stopped doing the podcast is because I just didn't care about Korean music. Like, I completely fell off. Which is ironic because the last episode was about Red Velvet. And Red Velvet completely fell off as well. The Perfect Velvet Deluxe Edition was the last good album they made. Everything out there is fucking garbage. I blame SM. But anyway. Oh, and apparently, I think it was Wendy and Irene. I was going to do like a solo unit. I mean, as uh, a, um, a dual subunit soon. 
I mean, all of, everybody in Red Velvet is very talented. Hopefully, it's good. Like, Red Velvet's problem is the production. The production is garbage. It's not good. They're going backwards. Whether it's a Velvet side or the, the, um, the Red side, it's just not that good. And it sucks because they can sing. The lyrics are never really bad, you know. But the production has just been so boring. So boring. Like, they really made Russian Roulette. Like, Russian Roulette deadass exist. Who made that? Who greenlit any song on that album? Anyway. um, But yeah, I stopped doing the podcast. I just didn't care about Korean music, like, at all. And I've slowly gotten back into it with a couple of the artists that I have on the episode, which I'm going to talk about. But for the most part, nah. Like, and like I'll, I'll definitely get back into like the R&B and the hip-hop, because I definitely missed a lot of albums in the last two years. Since then, it's like, I still haven't listened to the new Legit Goons albums. I haven't listened to um, Jay Park's full-length album from last year, The Roll Less Travel, or whatever it was called. Um, I still haven't listened to Hootie's album. I didn't listen to any of LO's singles. Since I haven't listened to the new Simon Dominique album. You know, I'm like, I'm completely out of the loop for the Korean hip-hop and R&B scene. I'm getting back into it, though. You know, Riso just dropped an album. And I'm going to check that out soon. Ooh, damn, I burped. Oof. Ooh, yeah. But yeah, I just didn't, I just didn't, and I honestly don't think I'll ever really come back to K-pop like that, because I only like CLC. I heard a G Idol song, I thought it was pretty decent, but I don't think I'll ever really get into them. The recent Oh My Girl albums, I'll listen to both of them, the EP and the album, the full-length album. Ooh, ooh, why am I so gaseous? They suck. Ooh, I'm burps out the wazoo, goddamn. Zoinks. But, um, what is it? Not Real Velvet. Um, what do you call that group? They made Shooting... Not Shooting Star. Um, La Boom. I listened to that, and I was like, this shit is boring. This is so boring. K-pop in general is just boring me right now. The only groups I listen to is CLC. Um, you know, EXID disbanded. I don't listen to Mamamoo anymore. Since the Blackface thing. Um... Sister gone, Wonder Girl's gone, Car gone, Four Minute gone. Who else I listen to? That's gone. Twenty One gone. Five Star gone. Acor gone. <laughs> oh, Luna, Luna. Yeah, I still stay in Luna. Luna's still there. So I've got Luna and CLC, but I think that's pretty much it. <laughs> Five Stars gone. What was the other group? What was the other group? Um. Not five star or Fiesta. I know they're called Fiesta. I, I, I say five star though. What was the other group? The other group. Um, this isn't them, but not oh my girl. What are they called? Damn, I'm forgetting all the groups now. Damn. They had. Oh, I can't remember. Oh wow, I'm drawing blanks. But I don't even listen to BTS anymore. Monster X. I don't really listen to Monster X like that anymore either. Even though they, they got some pretty decent U.S. songs. Stan, you know who got a stand though? <clears throat> they're an American boy band. They're they're called, I'm blanking again. So let me just look this up. Pretty much. You pretty much makes some great ass music, bruh. Like, I love pretty much to death. Like, I will listen to more of the BTS and Monster X any day. And that's not... That's not so much that I think they're better. That I just, as I am right now, pretty much is the wave. I'm not really checking for BTS and and um, 
what do you call him? Monster X, like I used to. Shout out to Wanho, though. He left Monster X, but he is going to be debuting as a solo artist soon, so that's good. Flower, flower on the wall. I have been listening to a lot of Carly Rae Jepsen. Um, I never listened to her until last year when she dropped Dedicated. And the only reason why I listened to her because Fantano did a review on it. I was like, uh, I guess I'll listen to it because I'm not listening to shit else. So I listened to Dedicated by Carly Rae Jepsen and the album is a masterpiece. This is one of the best albums I've heard that last decade. Like, it's top one pop albums. Top ten for me all time. Well, for that decade. It's so good. There's not a skip on that album. Every album, every album, every song is fucking amazing. Carly Rae Jepsen, as well as Rina Sawayama, I just started listening to her, because she just dropped Sawayama um, last month. I listened to Rina before I listened to Sawayama, but, bruh, they are the saviors of pop right now. Like, you can't, you cannot listen to Emotion by Carly Rae Jepsen and tell me she's not the pinnacle of pop. You cannot Listen to Tokyo Love Hotel, Akasaka Sad, Ordinary People by Rina Sawayama, and tell me she's not the pinnacle of not just pop, but she's very experimental. Like, she'll have a song that has rock elements or R&B elements. Like, she's in her fucking bag. They both are. You can't tell me they aren't the best pop artists right now. And obviously, you know, I'm saying this from a very limited scope. You know, I'm not listening to every damn pop artist that's out, you know, but... I, they really deserve their props, you know. Charlie SCX is fire too. And so is Kim Petras. I listened to a couple of Kim Petras tracks. Her, Alina Baraz, they're all good. I, I listened to Snow Allegra's album uh, last year as well. Oh, such a great R&B album. Oh my God. You know, a lot of these R&B singers that's coming up these days, not all of them, but some of them, they're getting stigmatized as like, oh, they're a Sade clone. Whether she's a Sade clone or not, Snow kind of has that Sade feel to her, and it doesn't feel forced. Like, she, that's the music she wants to make. She's in her bag. She's in her pocket doing what she wants to do, and it's coming out so good, bro. Like, I want you around, beautiful. Enjoy, beautiful. Let me see. Let me read over the track list. Like, there's not a skip on this album at all. By the way, the name of the album is called Ugh. These feels again by Snow Allegra. I want you around. I guess we got a situation ship. Whoa. Find someone like you. That's a terrible version of the song, but yeah. <laughs> um Love Like That. You Nothing to Me. Peace. I didn't mean to fall in love. The whole album is so good. You gotta check it out. I know I was supposed to be talking about life, but I started talking about Red Velvet and that turned into the music portion. So I'm going to get the music portion out of the way and then we can go back and talk about life. But yeah, you just can't tell me they're like those three artists. And of course more, you know, I just started listening to uh, Japanese Breakfast. I've only listened to the Psycho Pump album, but it's so good. I love it so much. You know, I'm getting to Filipino artists like Fum. I can't pronounce his last name. I don't want to butcher it. But he has a song, Lover Boy. I love it. Um, I'm listening to Boy Pablo. Let me see. Pretty much. I got it to Pretty Much. I got it to Cochise. You know, he has that song on um, 
on TikTok that's kind of blowing up called Redhead. Really good album. I mean, really good artist. Uh, funny, funny music. It's really good though. Like I enjoy. Him. I started listening to him last summer when a clip of the music video for the um, what's the name of the song? Something freestyle surfaced on my Twitter and I listened to it. I'm like, yo, this is pretty fire. I listened to the full version on YouTube and I started listening to other songs. I was hooked, and that was last summer. But yeah, uh, Coaches is fire. I like Coaches. I started listening to Umi. Umi's a American artist. She makes uh, pop and R&B. One of my favorite tracks, though, is called... Oh, by the way, she just released a new song called Mother. I should probably write about that on the damn... The fucking... The blog. <laughs> but she released a new song. I mean, not a new song. Well, yeah, a new song called Mother. But one of my favorite songs is called Midnight Blues. Oh, it feels so good. It, it, is, it is such a great song, bro. Like, it's, it's a vibe. It's a mood. You know, everybody talks about, oh, this song's a vibe. This artist's a mood. But, like... That song, that's a vibe. That's a mood. Uh, who else? Who else? I, I started listening to uh, Duke Deuce. I like Duke Deuce. Um, Victoria Monet. I haven't listened to YBN Corday yet, but um, I heard a couple songs. I think he's nice. Uh, I've always I've listened to Anonymous for the last three years, but I've been listening to a lot heavily the last year and a half. So check out Anonymous. One of my favorite songs is West Side, Free- West Side Freestyle. Uh, Rock Stars Fire. This year he released another EP called uh, what's it called? The um, I got I got the damn track list right here. Let me see. Before the Night Is Over EP back in March, like March third or something like that. It's really good. It's different from his other stuff. It's a lot more gritty, a lot more hip hop based. This one has a lot of a funk feel to it, but it's still really good. Uh, Long Night's Fire, We'll Be In Love Is Fire, it's only five tracks, they're all really good, check out Anonymous, he's dope, and you know, I've been listening to a, a lot of Denzel Curry lately, like, that's that's become my favorite rapper currently, like, he, he's, he stays consistently good, like, I could argue he's the best rapper out, because he constantly releases great albums, like, how did you release Taboo, and the very next year you release Zoo, and then this year, the third year in a row, you released um, Unlocked with Kenny Beats. All fire. All amazing albums. Like, he's, he stays consistent. He's a dope-ass rapper, bro. <laughs> Let me see. Who else I get into? I think that's that's not all I got into new. But I do want to talk about the artists that I did right now. Okay, Denzel Curry, Rina Sawayama. Kiana Lede just released a new album. Her first full-length album called Kiki back in March or April. I think April though. I listened to it once. I enjoyed it. I need to listen to it again. It was like 18 tracks, so it was a little bit bloated. But I genuinely liked the album. I thought it was really good. She's she's she can sing. And I like that. And she has vibes. The lyrics are good. She knows what she's doing. I definitely check out Kiki by Keanu today. It was a good album. Cole Kunst. If you know anything about me, you know I love Cole Kunst. He's a Korean producer. He just released his fourth full-length album called People, under his new label, AOMG, this is his first full-length release under AMG sign back in 2018, 2019, uh, you know, at the high ground, it became underground, <laughs> after it went debunked, and he signed with AOMG, this is his first full release, this album is great, bro, it starts off with Yaren Beck, who I have listened to her full-length album, yet, which dropped last year, and she, and like, every female artist from JYP, that's not a part of Twice, Left, which is a great. Her, 
um, Jamie, who, she's Jamie now, she's be part of Jamie, but she recently changed her name to Jamie, she left, uh, Yubin and Lim left, Yubin created her own label, and Lim signed to it, so that's great, Beck Aion, Aion left, the remaining members of Miss A left, um, basically all the great artists left, and that's great, so now they can make their own fucking music, and do what they want to do, but yeah, Cole Coons is great, you got Flower with Jay Park, and Geary Boy and um, Wu Wanjay, who just goes by Wu now. There's not a bad song on this album, now that I think about it. It's it's like 14 tracks. It's great from start to end. I haven't listened to C-Jam since 2015, because, you know, he was doing, like, Show Me Money, and then he went to, like, jail and stuff like that. His music doesn't look as appealing as it used to be. And if you know me, you go back and watch those... those um. Chicago, Chicago K-pop episodes, you go back and look, watch my, find my old tweets with C-Jam in it, I am a huge, or I was a huge C-Jam fam, fan, but, ooh, excuse me, but I haven't, this podcast is terrible, bro, I keep burping, I don't know why, I ate hours ago, it's 3am, I've just been drinking water, because my voice is hoarse, but yeah, actually, I need to take a sip, because it, it actually hurts, I used to be a big CJM fan, man. I don't really care. And then I heard him on this track with uh, Simon Dominique. And I was like, this track is good. His part is good. But if his other music is like this, if his new music is like this, I don't think I'm a CJM fan anymore. Because it doesn't seem appealing. I, I still got to listen to the album. But for the most part, you know, I'm, I'm waiting for Don Mills. I just want a new Don Mills. Um, a new Nuxo album, you know. D Flo just released a new album. I gotta listen to that. Uh, Blink from the Jagoon just released a new album. I gotta listen to that as well. But yeah. Um, uh, moving on. Cocoon's people fire. Canada Day, Cochise, Hot Felt. Once again, if you know me, you know I am a huge Wonder Girls fan. My favorite Wonder Girl is Hot Felt. At the time, she was Jenny. And her Wonder Girl, she was Jenny. Her real name is Parky Aeon. When she went solo, her, she changed her name to Hotfield. And she just released her first full-length album called 1719. This album is amazing. From start to finish. There's not a skip. The production is fire. It's R&B. It's got some hip-hop. it got a little bit of trap in there. You know, it's a little bit poppy as well. She's got some singles that were pre-released like years ago. Like Cigar came out in like 2018. They're on there. They're good. Like, I, I was expecting them to be on there because they were like two years old. But they fit in with the album well. And like all four tracks are right next to each other. So if you don't know, when she went, left JYP, went full-time solo, joined Amoeba Culture, she released Mine, which had I Wander and another track. I can't remember the name of it. Both of those are on this album. And then uh, the next year, she released Dane, which had Cigar and... Fum, Flum on it. They're on the album as well. Those are my two favorite songs on the album, and they fit well within the track list. And they're all right next to we're right next to each other in like the upper middle of the album. It's really good. It's really good. They they fit well. The other albums were fire. I mean, other tracks were fire. They nice flow, great topics. Who? Yeah, this is a great album. Like Yenny, she she put her foot in this. I'm I'm so glad she was able to release her first full album. The, the damn album sold out. I was going to buy the physical. The physical sold out. 
the book was a limited release. Um, that sold out. But I'm I'm just happy. I'm happy. You know, and soon we're gonna get new Sun Me, maybe new human. Eventually we're gonna get some limb. Bruh. Wonder Girls Wonder Girls out here, bruh. Fuck y'all. Fuck Wonder Girls out here. Soon he only gonna drop some heat. Man. Wonder Girls out here. He only died part of Wonder Girls. He only is part of Sister, but yeah. Who got primary? He primary left Amoeba Culture. That's crazy. Primary left, Crush left last year. Primary left this year. Zion T left in 2016. Bruh. This is wild. Amoeba Culture is one of the biggest hip hop labels in South Korea. The CEOs are hip hop legends in Korea. Dynamic duo. They signed Yankee, um, Planet Shiver, which are two producers, which is DJ and producer. They had Dynamic, not Dynamic Duo. They had a Supreme Team at one point in time, which consisted of Eason's, one of the best rappers to come out of Korea, and Simon Dominique, one of the best rappers to come out of Korea. They left, and then they had Zion T, one of the most popular male singers, Crush, the most popular male singer, well, arguably, but I can I can argue that he's like the best male singer. He released the album which I haven't listened to yet, but you gotta do that. They had those two. Then they signed Hotfield, and they got two new, two or three new artists, two new young artists, three new young artists. I haven't listened to them yet, but yeah. And they had Primary, the biggest hip hop producer in Korea. It's so crazy to see Zion T. Like I wasn't there. I wasn't there for the Supreme Team years. I wasn't. So I can't say nothing about that, but I was there for the Zion T, for the Crush, for the Crush and Zion T songs. I was there for Primary, for Two. I was there for Dynamic Duos. I, they, they have a new album, watch. I need, I need to listen to that as well. But I was there for Carnival, you know, like that, that little pocket of that Amoeba Culture era. So for Dynamic Duo to be like the only top stars left. I'm like, yeah, they have Yinny, and Yinny's definitely a top star, and she's gonna get even better. But it's crazy, you know? It's like, fucking, it's like when Ash went to to Johto, and he, he sent Charizard to the, the Charizard camp, and Bulbasaur went back to the village, and Squirtle went back to being a part of the Squirtle squad, and Pidgeotto, Ash completely set it free, and and he set Butterfree free as well. It's like, bruh, the All Star team, the All Star team is gone. And of course, Ash went on to be have more All Star teams. But every time he would go to a new region, he would leave his Pokemon behind. It was like, damn, bruh, an end of an era, an end of an era. But yeah, so primary, he's got his own label. He's gonna start making like these little mixtapes with art, new upcoming artists. I think that's cool. Also, Deep Flow, besides recent new album, he's been publishing albums for like underground artists who aren't signed to a label. So I think that's really good. Like Deep Flow does not get the credit he deserves, or at least maybe because I'm not in Korea, but in, in like the Korean hip hop overseas community, he doesn't get his credit he deserves as a rapper. Or just as like a good dude, like he does a lot for the community, for the rappers, for the young rappers and stuff like that. Like he'll put anybody on. He he respects everybody, you know. D flow D flow is that dude, bro.
can't wait to listen to his new album. Um, that's pretty much it for the music session. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to do any reviews. Just a quick brush up of what was going on, and yeah, let me get back to um to the life section, which I was supposed to be doing. So during my hiatus, you know, last fall, 2019 fall, I graduated from my community college, or my associates in psychology, well, technically my associates in arts degree, and I majored in psychology, and then this upcoming fall, I'll be going to a university, a four-year, to get a teacher degree, I still want to major in psychology, but I want to get this teacher degree, because God has definitely been telling me to become a teacher, I truly, I've always wanted to be a teacher, and I truly think that this is where I need to be in my life, is a teacher, I'll be teaching English, preferably creative writing so like short stories and definitely poetry and with that i'll be doing a lot of and you know i'm a nerd i'm a black nerd so in my class we talking about one piece fruits basket we talking about uh one punch man most definitely mob psycho bruh we going in we definitely talk about some american comics we talking about green lanterns we talking about batman and for the literature, we're definitely talking about all the black goats, bruh. And the poetry is, too. We're talking about Maya Angelou, Gwendolyn Brooks. Um, what is this man's name? He created the book Native Sum as well as Black Boy, which is one of my favorite books. We're talking about um, Richard Wright. That's his name. Richard Wright. We're talking about him, Maya Angelou, um, Zora Neale Hurston. I love her. We're talking about Toni Morrison, definitely. And, and moving on to, like, the Asian Americans... Kevin Kwan, he created Crazy Rich Asians. Great book. Got it on my bookshelf. Love it. We're also going to talk about Janae Aiko. Because a lot of people don't know. Janae Aiko. And I, for some reason, grabbed the book. Because it's in, in, in arm's length. Like I fucking showed you. Like it's a fucking video. But in 2018, she released a book called Two Fish. It's a little poetry book. And it is so good, bro. Like, I, I could care less if she ever released another album in her entire life. But this book is worth it. It's 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 amazing. It's a book of poetry. You gotta check it out. Um, but yeah, so that's what I want to do with my life. I want to be a teacher first. Then, while I'm doing that, go to school part time, psychology degree. Probably go to a different college as well. Probably go to UIC for psychology. Um, uh, what was I saying? But yeah. I'm I'm not engaged, but I'm about to be engaged, and then next summer, 2021, in August, I'll be married, hopefully, because, you know, Big Rona, coronavirus is beating everybody's ass, sadly, you know, shout out to all the people that died, it's a shame, hopefully they rest in peace, you know, and hopefully no more, the casualties, casual, casualties continue to de- decrease around the world, but, yes, yeah, so hopefully next summer I'll be married, and have my own place with my wife, beautiful, beautiful wife. Um, I just released a new book this year called 181920. It's on Amazon. It's $2.99. It's a little poetry book about the me, because I'm 23 now. I just had my birthday last month, April 30th. So it's only been like a week and a half since my birthday passed. Maybe a week, because it's the 9th of May, whatever. And it's called 181920. Because at 18, 19, and 20 years old, I was low-key the happiest. Like, not as... Like, I'm definitely happier then than I am now. I'm, I'm still happy, but, like, I was, like, top-tier happy. 
Like, I was tier one happy, you know, SS tier happy. Now I'm just A tier happy, but, you know, and then 20 years old, it got a little bit rocky, you know, and it's like the entire book is about how I felt those three years and a little bit of 21 as well. I have a, a couple poems that I wrote when I was 21 as well in there. And so the book is set up into three different sections. So it's like, um, it's one person, but three different type of experiences. So check out 181920 by Garcia Dismig on Amazon Kindle. I want to have physicals. Ooh, excuse me. See, I'm GOAT. I'm the GOAT. No other poet <laughs> would burp in the middle of their promotion, of mid, the middle of them promoting a book. Greatest to ever do it. Greatest to ever do it. But, yeah, I want to have physical. I wanted to have them out before then, but Rwanda has been messing out, every, messing up everything, so... Hopefully, eventually, maybe by the end of the year, beginning of next year, I'll have physical copies out. And if you if you Google Janae Eichel's um, Two Fish book, the physical, it's very small. It's palm size. It's not too small, but it's like a decent journal length size. Let me see if I can see the, the dimensions in the, on the book. Um... Interior design, layout, what's design, library of congress, it doesn't say, but it's a small little book, you know, if you're a woman, you put in your purse, you know, it actually fits in your pocket, I've actually carried it around my pocket while I was at um, work in, in school, but I love the book, I've read it twice already, I'm going to read it for a third time soon, so yeah, I want the physical to be like that, I want it to be something small that you can stash away, keep on you. You know, keep that thing on you. Keep them dicks up, you know. That's how I want to be. So, yeah. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. New book, graduated college, trying to be engaged. Kyle K-pop is dead. <laughs> you know. Red Velvet is also dead. So, I, that's pretty much it for the life segment, you know. My hair grew back. In 2016, I cut my hair off. And it's not the length it used to be, like in 2015, but... It's definitely getting there. Like, it's longer than what it, it was the last two years. And that's good. I've been taking really good care of my hair. You know, shout out to all the black women who have all the black products. I think it's called All Natural. Like, avocado fruit-based conditioner. Check them out. They're, they're, I love it. I haven't used it yet, but it looks really good. I've seen all the black women with their curls after they moisturize their hair and condition it with them. Like, it looks so good. I need to buy it. But I haven't yet because I'm an idiot. I talked about the music. So next I have wrestling and anime on the podcast. We're 30 minutes in. I think I'll briefly go over. I'm low-key done. <laughs> I'm not done. I'm over the podcast. I just want to beat my meat or something. I don't know. It, it's going to be 4 a.m. in 4 minutes. Um, The wrestling world during Corona is weird. Because Vince McMahon is letting everyone go. Nobody's on TV. Vince is finna AFK WWE. Other programs such as AEW are still going strong, but they're working with a depleted roster. Impact is the same. Uh, MWA is about to come back, but for a minute they stopped all their tapings. Um, MLW is stopped. I don't know if they're coming back. I'm mostly talking about the series, the, the wrestling shows that I know that are still making content or about to come back. NWA is about to come back. Um, AEW is still ongoing. They're going to start doing live shows again, though. 
Impact is about to start doing live shows again, if I'm not mistaken, and, and go back to taping. As well as AEW, they're going to be taping again. NWA is going to be taping again. I don't know about MLW. Uh, New Japan is done for a little bit because, you know, Japan just kind of went on their quarantine. But their wrestlers are going to get paid, so I think it's pretty good. You know, that's my ace. Tanahashi no Kata, they out there in Japan. You know, the my aces, they, they fighting for the, the Japanese wrestlers to get paid during quarantine so they can't work. You know, and, and wrestling is different from any other job. For, well, for some jobs, not all jobs, because not all jobs are paying during the, the, the quarantine. But, like, in wrestling, you don't work, you don't get paid. The only way you'll get paid is if you, because the way it works is, for the most part, merchandise, usually all the proceeds from the merchandise go straight to the wrestling. The, the company doesn't touch that. So unless somebody's buying your merch or paying you to come on like their podcast, their Zoom meeting for their podcast, um, they're not making money, which is sad. And it's going on in America too. And I imagine it's happening in all the wrestling promotions all over the world. So, but my ace Okada, my ace Tanahashi, they're they're fighting to get working wages for the Japanese wrestlers, bruh. Kudos to them. Those are my aces. New Japan Pro Wrestling GOAT. Draw. Shingo, Shingo Takagi, Raw. Kazuchika Okada, Raw. Hiroshi Tanahashi, Raw. You know, she retired, but Yoko Bito, Raw. Manami Toyota, greatest wrestler of all time. Yeah. Um. So I have on my list Vincent Mann doing wild shit, of course. But I have Dark Side of the Ring on here. Now, Vice, I didn't know they were doing it until the Crispin Wild episode came out. But Vice has a documentary series on wrestling called The Dark Side of the Ring. And it's basically all the dark shit of the wrestling community. And it talks about the brawl for all. It talks about Benoit and Chris Benoit's deaths. The, the murder that Chris Benoit committed. It talks about um, uh, Macho Man's relationship with Nancy, the, the first lady of wrestling. It talks about Gino, the death of Gino. Oh, man, that was a crazy documentary. The saddest one so far is probably the Benoit documentary because it's two parts, but... The last of the Von Erichs episode is so sad, bro. You gotta watch it. Like, even if you don't watch wrestling, you gotta watch the Dark Side of the series. Dark Side of the Ring series, because it's so good. It's sad, though. Majority of it is sad, because it talks about all the drugs, the killing, the the depression, all the stuff that these wrestlers and their families have gone through. You know? And the last of the Von Erichs episode is so sad, because the Von Erich family, for a good decade, was, like, one of the biggest wrestling families in the world and in wrestling wrestling families those dynasties they're to this day still taken seriously like if you're a guerrero and you're a wrestler you're part of the guerrero family you're gonna get placement even if you don't become a top star you're gonna like people are gonna know like that's a guerrero people are gonna know the heart foundation you know the heart dynasty that's a heart you know von erics aren't like that they're gone they're done they're done for there was five Six brothers. One died when they were kids. So, three of them, the first, second, well, not the, well now the first, second, and third oldest, because the, 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 the original first died. This is terrible, but, oh, the way he died was so terrible. It was so sad. I'm not going to say it, though, because that will be spoilers, but, three of them were wrestlers. One died. Then another died. And then, two of the other brothers who weren't wrestlers became wrestlers. Then they died. Two from suicide, one from an illness. No, three from suicide, one from an illness. And there's just one remaining Von Eric. 
and he's the only one in the documentary. None of his family members are in the documentary. His dad died. His mother, I think she's still alive, but she didn't, she wasn't in it. And it's it's so sad. They were such a big family, and wrestling ruined their life. Each episode is about forty minutes to an hour. They're on the Vice website and allegedly on YouTube. Um, that's allegedly on YouTube. You know, I watch the official, but allegedly, it's on YouTube. Just search Dark Side of the Ring. I, I, I've been told, so I've been told. Allegedly, it's on YouTube. You know, but yeah. Check out Dark Side of the Ring. It's a good documentary. It, it's very sad, though. Um, that's all I really had about wrestling, you know. I wasn't really... I was already, like, out of wrestling, and now with the coronavirus, there's, like, there's still wrestling to watch. Like, I go back and watch stuff that I missed. I've been catching up to NWA out of, like, the 20 episodes or so, so far. I, it's 19 episodes. I'm on episode 15. Someone was caught up. Um, I started watching Reality of Wrestling. They're pretty dope. I've mostly been watching their women's division. Their women's division is really good. They've got AQA, Roxy, uh... What's it? it starts off with the H. It's not Hyon. Hyon, yeah, I like them. They're they're good wrestlers. You know, I haven't I don't watch WWE anymore. I did watch WrestleMania. WrestleMania was pretty decent, but other than WrestleMania, I don't watch WWE. Um, I'm behind on AEW. Oh, excuse me. Um, I'm behind on Impact, but they did just sign Chris Bay, which is dope. Shout out to AJ Gray. He's a wrestler. Shout out to Faye Jackson. She's a wrestler. They're they're not signed to a major promotion, but they're they're really good. I enjoy them. You know, and shout out to Malcolm Bivens. He finally made his uh NXT NXTV debut earlier this year. That's cool, that's cool. Mal- Malcolm Bivens is hilarious. So yeah, shout out to them. Malcolm Bivens, Roxy, uh Faye Faye Jackson, AJ Gray, AQA. Uh, I just said her name and I forgot already. It's um, Hyon. Shout out to her. It's really good to see. You know, growing up, I saw Hispanic. Not a lot, but I saw Hispanic female wrestlers. I saw, of course, white wrestlers. White female wrestlers. But I didn't see a lot of black and Asian American wrestlers. You know, like, Japan exists. And, of course, I know about Japan. I watch a lot of Japanese wrestling. So, I know the Joshi and the pro wrestling. So, I always saw Japanese women wrestlers, I just don't saw, never saw American, you know, Japanese-American or Asian-American female wrestlers, so there's been a bunch to start wrestling recently, there's been a bunch of African-American women wrestling recently, you know, you look at WWE, AEW, Impact, you've got uh, Kiara Hogan over on Impact, you've got um, Big Swole over on AEW, as well as Nyla Rose, you've got in WWE, Ember Moon, Naomi, Bianca Belair, um, they let go, because of the coronavirus, they let go MJ Jenkins, so hopefully MJ Jenkins get back on her feet, and they just signed a new, the first African-American woman referee in WWE, um, Ash, Asha Pereira, or Ashley Pereira, yeah, um, I'm blanking, there's a lot more black wrestlers, but I'm blanking. AQA, she's dope. Those those shooting star freshers she's pulling off. Ooh, they're really good. They're great. And for the uh, Asian American women, you got Mia Yim, uh, Mia Yim, Karen Q, Zia Lee, 
they're not Asian. They're they were born in and raised in Japan, but you still gotta count Io Shirai, Asuka, and, and Kyrie Hojo. Well, Kyrie's saying now they've been putting it down, holding down. Um, Karen Q, I say Karen Q. Zia Lee, she's Chinese. Karen Q is Korean. Mia Yim's half black, half Korean. That's who I was forgetting. Uh, that's a lot more black women too, but they're in the development. Like I think Aaliyah's black. Ooh, there's a lot of black women in NXT. That's great. That's great. But Hyun, uh, Roxy. Roxy's young too. She's like seventeen, eighteen now. She's dope. She's dope. She's getting better in the ring too. No, I think it's just really good to see not only just women wrestling in America be taken a lot more serious now, but also to see a lot of um, Asian and, and Black American or African American wrestlers, female wrestlers in the business. That's I think it's really dope. You know, and they're taking over. Naomi was the WWE champion. Bianca Belair is like the hottest, one of the hottest entities in the entire company. Like, she's really dope. People love Big Swole over AEW. One day, she gonna be champion, bro, and we gonna go wild. We gonna go wild. We gonna throw a big ass barbecue <laughs> across the fifty states <laughs> in honor of Big Swole being AEW Women's World Champion. Yeah, man. Shout out to them. And you know, Kira Hogan's um, she's lesbian, so that's also dope. Seeing a lot more lesbian and gay wrestlers, and well, I wanna say more because there's probably always been some, but we probably didn't know. But because homo- homophobia, because um, homosexuality is being a lot more accepted, it's dope to see wrestlers be open about their sexuality. So I think that's pretty dope as well. Yeah. Wrestling? Say what you want. You're probably a dumbass, but wrestling is actually in a pretty good spot right now. Like, WWE's ass. But they've got NXT. NXT is pretty good. And, you know, AEW's hot. Impact's great, you know, we got NWA, Tim Storm holding it down, uh, MLW Fusion's Fire, uh, New Japan, DDT Pro, Noah, Dragon Gate, uh, Stardom, Ice Ribbon, you've got Revolution Pro over in, in, in the UK, you've got, um, there's a lot of UK promotions and I'm blanking out on them, <laughs> but yeah, you know, you've got Shimmer Shine over here in Chicago and I think Shine... Shimmer Chicago, and then Shine is, uh, Houston? Some, one of the southern states, I can't remember. But, you know, wrestling is actually in a really good spot, regardless of if the wrestling is on TV or not. So, yeah. My voice is hoarse like a motherfucker, bro. I don't know why I fleem. I'm not sick by any means. I just got fleem in my throat. Like, who the fuck invited you, bro? Fleem, fleem and, and the runny nose are the worst things you can have. When you have a cold. Because, like, you can't do anything about it. Like, you can take some cough drops to get rid of the sore throat and cough. Um, you can drink your fluids to reduce the sneezing. and, and But, like, and you can take medication for the headache and the fever. But, like, the flame doesn't go anywhere. And, like, you notice it every fucking second. Like, it's so annoying. And you gotta ha- keep tissue on you to... Stop the runny nose, and you gotta keep a cup on you or something to spit the damn flea out because you don't want to keep swallowing it. Swallowing it makes it worse, so you gotta spit it out. You gotta get it out. Ugh. Fuck being sick, bro. Um, anime and manga? We're 40 minutes in. I don't really want to talk about this anime and manga, to be honest. I did just catch up to 
One Piece, uh, My Hero, and I read uh, all of King and Ashura, and I'm called up to King and Omega. This series is fucking amazing. I'm gonna go more about it in the next episode, but like King and King and Ashura and King and Omega, that's that's a, that's the series you gotta read. It's really good. Also, cut to Jagan. Jagan is really nice. Um, and I finally finished after fucking five years, Suicide Island, also known as Jisatsuto. But yeah, I'll talk more about that. I'll leave these on the notes for, um, also, this podcast is not weekly, like the other two were. This is going to be a bi-weekly podcast. Even though we're in quarantine, I'm not trying to record this shit every night. Because I still live with my parents and my siblings and these niggas be talking all day long. And walking all day long. And breathing all day long. So I gotta wait to the 2am, 3am, 4am to record. And because of that, I'm I'm not I'm not trying to do this every week. I'm not. So this will be a bi-weekly podcast. And, you know, I'll try to keep the topics fresh. Because when you do weekly podcasts, as crazy as sounds, especially when I was doing Chicago K-pop, because it was very limited. Like, I only talk about Korean music. And... There will be a week where not only does nothing controversial happen or no no form of news, nothing will come out. Like, no music will come out. It'll just be a very chill week, so I will have to create content. So I will have to do what I used to do. I'm like, okay, let's watch music videos, or let's um, do an album review. Or let, let me talk about this artist and their origin, all the albums that they've made, and how much I like them, and my top five songs from this artist for the entire album. And I would make it stretch. I would make it work. You know, especially the artists like The Quiet and Jay Park and Doki, because they had, like, albums on top of albums. So they had enough content for me to make content, which is great. You know, I kind of miss doing that. I ain't gonna lie. I might, I might do that again. I'm, I gotta do a Todd's Creator episode, because... Whew, my thoughts on Igor compared to Flower Boy. I believe Flower Boy is a better album than E-Boy. I mean, E-Boy. <laughs> Igor. But Igor is really fucking good. Like, it's... It's hard to deny, to deny how good that album is. But I do think Flower Boy is better. I think that's his... Actually, I'm not going to say I think it's better. I think both albums are equal. I just think um, Flower Boy is his best album. I don't think Flower Boy is better than Igor. I don't think Igor is better than Flower Boy. I just think Flower Boy is his best album. Because it's kind of like, almost for the most part, the last of a dying breed in a sense. Like... This is Tyler finally shedding his angst. You know, this is like the last little bits of angst he had, which which is funny because people say, "Oh, Tyler, this is his first album. He's not edgy." Actually, his last album was last album he was like really edgy was technically Goblin, which was his debut album back in 2014, 2011. I mean, 2012, 2011, one or two years, because Wolf came out in 2013. Wolf isn't really that edgy. He had like maybe two or three songs. But out of the 16, it's not like that. He talks a lot about life. You know, his grandma dying, his, uh, the way the media portrayed him because of the ed- sketchy, edgy shit he was doing. You know, the media's like, oh, it's how to create an antichrist. You know, he's he's homophobic, he's racist, he's this. And he's like, bro, I'm not even like that. I was just saying that shit because I was 18. And, you know, so, like, there's actually not a lot of angst on that album. So, you've got Goblin, which came out in 2011. You've got Wolf came out in 2013. In 2015, he dropped Cherry Bomb. 2017, he dropped Flower Boy. 2019, he drops Igor. For the, the better part of the decade, the man hasn't been an angsty teenager. 
in his music nor in real life. But Flower Boy was like the little, the little bit he had left, he kind of got rid of it. So it's kind of like, in a sense, a coming of age album. And I think that's why it's called Flower Boy, because you know, you got the, when you're a flower, you don't spawn a fucking flower, you're a seed. And then you grow. And then you continue to grow, and then you bloom. And, and that's pretty much, like, the theme of Flower Boy. Even though I can go, I can go in depth on Fireboy and as well as Igor, but for the most part, yeah, that's for another episode though. Because <laughs> I just spent ten minutes on Tyler the Creator alone. I can, I can go. I, I love Tyler the Creator's music, bro. Like, I'm a big fan. So that's it for the first episode of the Garcer Speaks podcast. You can find this podcast probably on Apple. I maybe Daryl will upload it. I probably won't, but Daryl might upload it to Apple. Um. It will be on the bloodsline.com account, just like the other podcasts were. Um, yeah, man, sorry for the shitty quality. I have phleme, or as you said in Spanish, phlegma, in my fucking throat, and I hate it. Um, you know, check out my book, 181920, on Amazon. Check out the site, com. Still be writing articles for it. Um, listen to... Listen to Cole Coons, listen to Keanu today. Tiana Taylor supposedly about to drop an album in June, so let's look forward to that. Listen to Hotfeld. Listen to Coaches. Listen to Rina Sawayama. You know, Stan. Stan, um, Carly Rae Jepsen. Listen to Denzel Curry, and Curry, Denzel Curry and Kenny Beats. Fucking read, read, read Janae Aiko's Two Fish book. Poetry book. And drink water, niggas. And if you're going outside for non-essential things, well, fuck you.